Okay, everyone, let's begin. This week's shear is sponsored by Judy and Mark Gross in memory of Judy's mother. Thank you, and thank you to Steve for uh, managing all the sponsorships. We uh, apparently are already sponsored for next week, so uh, please uh, continue big schuss for Elias Hanashama to, uh, to ensure that the shir continues in all of its glory, and the ice cream too. Okay, uh, let's begin. So uh, we left off on Dav Memvav Manal, right in the middle. And we introduced Machlokas between Rashi and Tosos, and we're going to see a few more ramifications of that, of that Machlokas. Uh, we explained how Rashi learns the Gemara, and in a few moments we'll, we'll get to how Tosos learns the, uh, the Sugya. Okay, but let's uh, just take a second to review. The Gemara has a question, and the question, right at the two dots, really uh, in the center of the page, Ad Heichan Birchas Hazimun. To when does Birchas Hazimun extend? And Rav Nachman says it goes up until Nevarech. Okay, the introductory psukim that we're used to uh, referring to the Zimun, and as the Zimun, and Rosh Hashanah says, until Hazan. The Zimun continues not just those uh, introductory words, but goes all the way to the conclusion of the first paragraph. Okay, so the uh, question is, what exactly is the Gemara asking? Rashi said, what the Gemara is asking is, if you are, um, if you're benching by yourself, so what do you leave out? And if you're benching, benching with a group of three people, what do you add? And what comes out essentially, according to Rav Sheshes, who says that Zimun is the entire first paragraph as well. So it seems that if you're not with a group of three, just you, maybe someone else, then you skip that entirely and you just begin with no death. Okay? And Tosas has a whole line of questions because that doesn't really make any sense. We uh, are used to, throughout Shas, referring to benching as three brachos. Again, there's Hatova Meitah, that last bracha, which is Rabbanan, but the three primary brachos, Daraisa, are the core um, text of benching, no matter what. So, Tosa says it's untenable what Rashi says, and therefore he says the whole question of the Gemara is a really different question. The Gemara isn't asking how much you bench when you, with, a, with a Zimon, how much you bench when you're on your own. The Gemara wants to know about that case where two guys are going to bench early and leave. One guy is going to stick around and, uh, and continue eating. How much does he have to listen to them benching uh, and pause his meal before he goes back to continue his sandwich? So, according to Sheshes, he has to wait until the first paragraph is over, and that's what we're used to. That's the standard practice. One person is waiting for the other two people. He waits until they get to the conclusion of the first bracha, and Rav Nachman apparently doesn't, doesn't say that. Rav Nachman says you just have to wait around for the first, uh, first lines to be said. Now, what's so important about that presentation is that Tosas argues that throughout Shas, we paskin like Rav Sheshas in the category of halacha known as Isser, when it's what you can do, what you can't do, and so forth, should do, shouldn't do, we pass them like Roshashas. When it's about uh, Dine Mamanus, when it's about monetary law, we follow Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman is the Avezin. I use that as a quick plug for the Shir tomorrow, or uh, Shabbos afternoon, rather, at 4 p.m. It's Parshish Mishpatim, so what better time is it to talk about some of the practical aspects of, um, of uh, Dine Mamanus? We don't get to talk about these uh, things too much, um, but uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, relevant, interesting case studies. Um, about uh, some of the topics that come up in the parsha. Okay, that was just a little plug. All right, let's. We're actually going to jump. Okay, we're going to jump for a moment to Memvavam base because there is a, uh, a, a second half of the sugya that's directly related, and I think it makes more sense actually to uh, to look at it right now while we're in the uh, in the moment. Okay, so if you if you go about a third of the way down the page, uh, there's a, at least in my edition there's a period, and then. 
At the end of the line, lehechan hu choser. Lehechan hu are the last words on the line. There's a little bays there. I can't help you if you have Steinsaltz. What can I tell you? you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old school guy, you know, just a regular Gemara. Okay? Again, Memvavam days, one third of the way down, Lehechan hu choser. Lehechan hu choser. Okay? If you don't have it. Yeah. Ask, ask the guy next to you. Okay. Little base. Lehechan hu choser, one third of the way down. Okay? So you'll see. You know, as we continue the Gemara, the Gemara sort of it's got sidetracked and is now coming back to the original topic. The Gemara says, hu choser. To where does he go back? Where does he go back to? Okay? So Rashi says, what we mean is, if you're of Sheshas, right? Um, and let's say you're, you join the Zeman. Okay? You join the Zeman. And you, uh, you, you, uh, you paused to answer to another two people. Right? So now you finish your, your food. Where do you go back to? Meaning, where do you pick up from? Okay? What's that? You just answered. But remember, Rav Shisha's hold that Zimun technically goes all the way till the end of that first paragraph. Okay? So again, Tosa says, there's no question over here. Tosa says, I'll tell you where you go back to. You go back to the beginning. Because you always bench from the beginning. There's nothing to talk about, right? So, but Rashi says, hey, this question sounds a lot like what I would have wanted to say. Is there ever a possibility of you not starting from the beginning? So, let's see. Where does he go back to? Yes, indeed. According to that first opinion of Zid, in the name of Rabbi, you go back to the beginning. The Rabbanan say you go back to where you left off. Now, right, you left off at Noda, because that, that was the beginning of the, we'll say part two, after the Zimon. And Allah is... You go back to where you stopped. Okay, so Rashi takes this sugya to mean, as we've been saying almost incredulously up until now, that you, you would skip that first paragraph. We gave an explanation at the end of last year in the name of the Pnei Yeshua that really what Rashi means is you'll condense bracha number one into bracha number two because we said after all the bracha of Noda concludes with al ha'aretz al ha'mazon. It really subsumes the themes of the first, uh, first uh, paragraph and therefore there's room to skip the first paragraph. Yeah. So maybe, but what's the, what's the biggest problem with that? What's the biggest problem? Why, logically, that's hard to know. The way he answered, you know, about side of Arach and all that right. stuff, if you're considering that as part of one block, is there anybody who holds that he should be saying that first bracha with the, itself? Maybe, but again, right, but, but, so how do you, but that, that's the problem. How do, you, how do you eat in the middle of benching? Right? And if you did eat in the middle of benching, then... Your your bracha didn't cover what you ate now, right? Think about it like that. What's that? Did you have a bracha of atal until now? No, but let's look at it like this. I'll give you a practical example. Let's say a person eats uh, eats a meal and they they didn't bench for whatever reason. They got distracted with something else. Now people like to uh, to say that you have a seventy two minute limit uh, after you finish eating before you bench. That's not so simple. Seventy two minutes is is a uh, is a number that's given. Um, as an approximation for maybe something very minimal that I ate. If I had a real, I, I ate a, a big Suda, the, the way the Gemara puts it, the Gemara never says anything about 72 minutes. The Gemara says until the food is digested in your, in your system. We usually understand that to mean that until you get hungry again. 
right? If I'm still, if it's if it's two hours later, it's more than seventy-two. If, if it's two hours, three hours, right? What if I never got full in the first place, right? Okay, that's that's folks who discuss that. Okay, um, two hours, three hours later, if I'm still full from the meal, so then I can still bench. Okay, but if it's eight hours later, that would be very questionable. Okay, so so why am I bringing this up? Let's say a person eats, eight hours goes by, and he says, "Oh, I never bench." Right. So he can't bench anymore. Let's say eight hours is, is too late according to all opinions, right? So, but he says, hey, you know, I, I still made my hamotzi and I, I didn't, you know, uh, conclude my meal. I've been sitting here in schmoozing for the last uh, seven and a half hours. So I'll have another uh, slice of pizza. I'll have another, another, um, another sandwich, right? So, so maybe he's not chayv to bench for the first meal anymore, but he will be chayv to bench for my virtual what he ate now, right? So that's what I'm saying. So even if he did say that first paragraph, but now he eats more, he hasn't covered his benching obligation for the new thing that he introduced to the meal. So so. In what in what case? In, in that case, if if he's if, if he's been sitting there the whole time, he doesn't have to wash. He doesn't even have to say another hamotzi. Okay, as long as you haven't decided, all right, I'm done eating, you know, and you move on to something else, then the bracha rishona goes on indefinitely. Okay, okay. Um, I hope that answers your question. I'm not sure, but. Uh, Right, but Rosh is saying you went through the whole first paragraph. Okay, so let, you know, let's see the Tosas together here, and then I think it'll clarify a little bit. All right, we're going to do the Tosas of Lehechon and then we've got to go back to Tosas on the previous summit. So Lehechon we're still on the involvement base. Still on the involvement base. The, it's the second Tosas on, uh, on the page near the top. Uh, everyone have it? Yep. Second Tosas near the top of the page. Pirish Rashi. Dekoi Lehechon Deposik Lashnayim. Talking about one person who, Pasik, he interrupted his meal for another two. And he's waiting for them to bench, and they make it through at Hazan, the fir- end of the first paragraph. Where does he go? Now, after his meal is over, where does he start from? So he cuts to the chase. The, the final word, the way we paskin is, he picks up where they left off, which again means starting with no death. The Tema, Tosa says, Tema, tema means it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. How can you go back to where you left off? No, there. Right? That's, that's what I was just saying, Hashi, right? You, 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 uh, you ate afterwards, right? Da'azon is a brach you have to say on a da'araisa level after every time you have a, a slice of bread. So I had another slice of bread. Why should it be any different? If you remember, way back we had a slightly different case, but, but similar. The Ravid discussed, what was it? Um, the Ravid Paskind that if I did pause for the other two people and I want to go back and eat, I do need to wash and make a bracha again. Right? Remember that? So we, because we, we understood that to mean that, that participating in the Zimon, the Ravid learned, is mamish, it's, it's a heft of benching. It's part and parcel of the bracha zamazon. And he says, well, <laughs> once you already bench, of course you have to make a new bracha because you can't, like we're saying, keep eating and, 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 and bench and eat and bench. You know, you have to be either here or there, you know. So, so here too, Tosa says, if you ate, then there's no way you can't, you can get away without starting your benching from scratch. So Tosa says, that can't be shot. okay? So for those yeah. that say that he goes back to no death, no death, yeah. back to the beginning. So he's, therefore, that he'd be Yotze by listening to them say the first bracha? Or more extreme, that no, you don't have to do that first paragraph. That first paragraph is, is relegated to Zimon, right? That's, that was the, the purest version of Rosh Hashanah to begin with, that if, you have, if, you, if you're eating by yourself, you just don't say the first paragraph. 
just the, just give it right. This is you were here last week. Yeah. Okay, fine. You know, no, I, I wasn't asking that derogatorily. I'm just saying, I I, I want to make sure we're all the same. Yeah. Okay. Al Karachal Tzarech Lomar. Okay. Okay. So so Tosus brings two alternate pshatim. Okay. The first one is a uh, first one is an easy one. Al Kain Tzarech Lomar Dekoy Ahod Amrin El Da Mavarich Omer Nevarish Shachalim Mishalov. Tosus says, you know what? This is going back on something totally different. This is going back on where. The Gemara actually tells us what the, the text of the benching is. And we know the leader says, let us, plural, let us all bench together. And the people around the table respond to the leader by saying exactly what he told them to say, which is, Then, where does the leader of the Zimun now continue after the people answered? Does he go back to where he began by saying, okay, everybody, thanks for, you know, being on board. Let's, let's, let's now actually do it, okay? Um, or, no, you can go weiter. You already said, now you'll say the same thing that everybody else says. And this is what we do. This is exactly what we do. The, the leader of the Zeman says, Everyone says, We all say, We discussed last week whether or not you say, And then you go ahead and bench. Why, do you, why, do you the why would you? Why would you? So I, the, the way I'm understanding it is that, um, it's that, that the, the original is like announcing what we're about to do. And he says, Okay, now let's begin. I mean, there's two ways to look at Navarik. Either Navarik is saying, I'm going to, I'm in, inviting you to bless, you bless, and then we'll go bench. Or, no, I'm inviting you to bench. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I say, okay, now let's go bench. Meaning the Zimun, seem, according to these two opinions, has two different functions. Either the Zimun is an introductory blessing to benching, or it is introducing benching. If that, that's a subtle difference, but uh, it makes sense? It makes sense. Okay. It needs more thought. Right, so... <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it needs a little more thought to... Let, let, me, let me try to crystallize it, you know, offline. Okay? All right. Last part of Tosis. Vaharam Mei Ibra. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce it. If one, of the, uh, one of the French we shown him, Rabbeinu Meir. Pirish Dukoya Shlosha Sha'achlu V'yotza Echamehem L'shuk. So, so, Rabbeinu Moshe Mei Ibra. Sorry. So he said, no, it's going back on a different case earlier where there were two guys eating together, three, I'm sorry, three guys eating together, one guy takes a step out the door, and the other guys are like, wait a minute, you know, we, we have a zeman over here, don't go too far. And the Gemara says that you can call to him, and you can have a, conduct a zeman long, long distance, okay? And he says, this will explain also what the Gemara said earlier. Ad heichan makam zeman. How, how long does that guy who has one step out the door that we called him, right? There's three people at the table. One guy gets up to leave. The other two people are sitting there, and they say to themselves, we're, we're done already. They called him. Wait a minute. Just answer Tarzimun before you go. How long does he have to stand there waiting for them to, to, uh, to do the Zimun? Ad Nevarich. So Rav Nachman says, Abitil Nevarich. And after that, he'll go on his way. And then the other... Two people no longer need him for his connection. Now we're asking part two, 
when that guy finally comes back, because we assume he's, he's a fine, upstanding citizen, and whenever he goes out to do whatever he has to do, you know, he went out to Davim Mincha. Okay, he went out to do a, a mitzvah, comes back to bench afterwards, where does he pick up? So now we say, Wherever he was able to, to leave before, he'll pick up at that point. Okay? Um, this is the key line. This is a punchline. He says, now I solved all my problems. Um, there's no problem about me skipping Hazan. He did not speak in between. Okay, in other words, he says the guy is waiting by the door. According to Rav Nachman, all he has to do is stick around for him to say, He leaves, comes back and starts with the first paragraph of benching as we would expect. Second opinion, Rav Sheshes, he stands by the door, he, and, he listens till the end of the first bracha of benching, comes back 10 minutes later, but now he, he's almost agreeing with Rashi that you begin with no deh, but he doesn't have to contend with the problems because he says the guy was silent the whole time. So whatever he was doing out in the shuk was something that wouldn't constitute a hefsik. This, if you don't buy something, this is something not to buy. This is, this is a little bit harder to, to understand. Because we're, we're, we're... Right, okay, yeah. Okay, so we have to tweak the case. But this, we're making such an unusual ukimta, a very strange thing that it, these unique circumstances, that's what the Gemara is talking about. That's a chiddush. That's a chiddush. And I'll just add one more thing. There is a concept which we should all know about because it, it, it finds its way into everything and davening and, and benching. Um, just like you have a, a concept of hefsik, if I interrupt the benching you know, by talking or whatever, if there's, if there's a length of time, if, 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 you, if you just do nothing for a very, very long uh, a stretch of time, that's also problematic. Because you can't say, you know, I'm going to say Shema. I'm going to say Shema at 7 a.m., Yisrael at, at uh, you know, 8 a.m., Hashem at, like, it's a joke, right? Like, there's got to be some continuum. There's got to be some continuity over here. So we have a principle, at least ideally, okay? At least ideally, the Chazal call this Shah Bechtei Ligmoris Kula. That if you delay long enough to finish that whole unit, okay, so then, then you've effectively made a significant interruption. Give an example. Let's say from Baruchu until Gaal Yisrael. Okay? How long does that take? Five minutes, let's say. Five minutes to say Baruchas Kriyashma and Shema before you, right? So, so let's say a person stops, I don't know, looks at his phone, gets carried away with uh, you know, the latest news in Eretz Yisrael. And then, and then uh, wakes up again because the, uh, you know, the chazin said, Hashem al-Kechem emes. But meanwhile, you know, seven, eight minutes went by while he was uh, scrolling through his phone, and now he picks up again. It's, it's too long. You're not supposed to have an interruption like that. You're not supposed to have an interruption like that. So, so this guy, wherever he went, I, I, one second, Sam, wherever he went is, is it's got to be that he didn't go out for too long, right? So which, which what I'm trying to uh, bring out is that it narrows down even further what a very odd case we're stooping the whole sugi into because not only did he go out, he didn't talk, he came back really quickly. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's strange, but uh, it's not the uh, simple explanation. Keep in mind, in the back of your head, the Chavz Chaim does raise the question that at least in Chutzla arts, when we duchen, the, the, the nigunim that the, the, the Kohanim sing probably come out to longer than the actual text of the, the, the Duchening itself, right? It's really just a few words, the whole Baruch is going on. So he says it's very strange that we pause in the middle of the, the, the Duchening 
and you're saying all kinds of other things, but but for a stretch longer than the the duchening itself. So he says, okay, maybe maybe you have to say because the duchening, you know, the the, the nigan is there to facilitate saying special tefillos that are unique for that time, and because that's a minhag that every every uh, in Klal Yisrael or at least in Chutzlar they have these minhag. So maybe it like that becomes part and parcel of the duration of the duchening. Something you have to think about, but uh, uh, another reason to move to Eretz Yisrael. Duchening, you know, you get down to business. And, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, has she, uh, what? Because, uh, because I, you're saying why? Why do? Uh, why don't they do that? So that's a good question. Uh, yeah. So I think the reason is because uh, in um, when they duchen every single day in uh, in Eretz Yisrael, so they gotta go to work. You know, so uh, they don't slip it out. Just like, uh, but we only do it on on Yantif. We leave it out on Shabbos because we're not supposed to say the tefillah on Shabbos. But I think that's the. I mean, your your question really should be on Yantif. How come they they don't say Nigunim in, in Eretz Yisrael? Do they? Do they? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Ooh, that is that's geschmack. That's geschmack. That that is so important. That, Harry's saying, and I, I'm just going to embellish it a little bit. Harry Cohen. Okay, sticking up for uh, for the brothers. Okay, the um, it it is very true, right? We don't have a concept of duchening, you know, just in a vacuum. You can't, I mean, it's, it's nice if Cohen says, but, but the, the mitzvah of duchening has to be done in the context of Shimon Esrei. And the reason for that is because duchening was always done based on Migdash in the context of Avoda. They brought the carbon Tamid, and then right afterwards, the Mishra says they, they duchened. So it, it, it's not just that it finds its place, you know, uh, conveniently in Shimon Esrei, but it has to be in Shimon Esrei. I'll, I'll add on to, uh, to that, not only that, but the, the bruch of Sim Shalom is a little known, we'll say, uh, characteristic of the bruch of Sim Shalom is not... Stama bracha that we're asking for peace. The real purpose of that bracha is a prayer for the acceptance of the duchning. Because what's the theme of duchning? Shalom. The same lecha shalom. So really, the, the the real function of sim shalom is to serve as a, a prayer that Hashem should accept the uh, the bracha of the kohanim. So it's so integrated into the Chazar Shashats, Harry's saying that that maybe when we look at the, what time span. We should uh, we should place as the you know the full duration of uh, it's it's, a, it's not just a unit it's not just the Brachas Kohanim it's the entire Chazar Sashas. Awesome, great shot. Okay, and I think that perhaps you can understand the Gemara here, where the entire the real bracha are the three brachas together that we say Amen after the Amen Right. So that the weight has to be not just the, the whole benching. Agreed, agreed. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that you're correct. But still, it only gives them a couple minutes. You know? Only gives them a couple Okay. Heshi and Sam? Uh, no. No, I don't yeah. know if this connected, but if um, I, I, I didn't bench it, mm-hmm. and I go out to get an Amazon package, if I left somebody inside, that's okay, I'm off the bench. I do. Just because you went outside? Out Going outside is a problem for Bracha Rishona, not for Bracha Achrona. Number one. I can start with, I don't quite get Meaning, if I'm eating an apple, yeah. okay, and I walk outside to get the mail, and I come back in, I need to make a new Bori Pre oh, yeah. Unless, un- it depends, that's for an apple. For bread, if I go outside in the middle of a, a bread meal, I come back in, I do not need to make a new bracha. Yeah, maybe something about, uh, he left a or a, a Zuckin. Zuckin, Zuckin. Because you're coming back. Because, because, yeah. but... But but it doesn't. But your obligation to bench still exists even after you come. Yeah, bracha rishon is an afkamina. Bracha rishon could make it. Yeah, 
According to this last Pshantosos, assuming that he didn't interrupt, he didn't speak. Yeah. Right. First paragraph. Right. Right. And didn't eat either. That's right. Right, right. That's implicit. That's implicit. I'm sorry, I didn't say it. You're right. Okay. I, meaning, unlike, unlike, uh, 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 or I should say, yeah, yeah. That's the assumption. That's the assumption. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Josh. Are you talking about practically or according to this tosos? <laughs> so you, you heard the zimun and you fell asleep? Yeah. All right, when you wake, yeah, if, if you just doze off a little bit, you, you still have to bench after this. If you slept for eight hours, so then we said before, that's a different story. That reminds me of the, uh, the story of the, of the Chsam Sofer. We have to talk about this some other time. The Chsam Sofer had a theory that the, the notion of waiting six hours between milk and meat has something to do with the metabolism and how, fa- how fast you, uh, you know, I guess you break down whatever it is from the, from the flasics. So he theorized that maybe if you go to sleep, and again, he ha- I don't know if this is biologically true, but he thought maybe your, your metabolism speeds up when you sleep and somehow digests the flasics, you know, more quickly when you're sleeping. So he said, oh, you know, if I wake up, I pour myself a cup of coffee, you know, I, I only slept for three, four hours. You know, how long did the, the, uh, the son so for sleep? You know, I'm sure he was learning whenever he could. So he said, even though it hasn't been six hours, maybe I'm, I'm already milchik. Okay, so I, I'm just not sure what that means exactly. Son so for he was... He's having a steak at uh, two o'clock in the morning, I guess. You know, because as soon as he woke up, he wanted to know if he was uh, by yeshiva bachram. You know, like uh, that's Sunday morning. You know, uh, breakfast sometimes the guys are still flashing. You know, that's the uh, that's the yeshivas. That's the assumption. Okay, okay. So he was talking about the nighttime. You're right. Maybe maybe have a nice long nap. But for some reason, he had the night. I think so. Anyways, that was the case. So he he woke up that morning. And he poured himself a glass of, uh, poured, poured himself a coffee and, and put some milk into the coffee and the whole thing spilled. And he took that as a simon from Shemayim. He should rethink the process. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess, yeah. It doesn't spin because what about eating meat after dairy? So that is almost immediately. That's a different, right, right. Correct. No, I, I don't think the Samso felt that either, but let's, we'll co- when we get to Chul in Amir Tisham, we'll talk about it. Okay, let's, uh, let's go back to Tosus on Dav Memba Manav. Okay, now, now things are going to get uh, interesting. More interesting. What's that? A little confusing. A little confusing. Okay. Um, so the goal of this Tosus, the Tosus Ulamanda Amar, the third Tosus on the page. Okay? Um, first, he's going to quote Rashi to recap what Rashi held, and then he's going to launch into a noob shot. And just for, uh, for our purposes, what Russian Tosas are now trying to figure out, okay, is the following. If you remember, we brought two Bryces. One Bryce said that benching can either be two brachos or three brachos. Another Bryce said it could be either three brachos or four brachos. And the Gemara suggests, well, I can tell you when you'll have a, a benching that's only two brachos. How do you have a benching that's only two brachos? Oh, that's Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes says that if you don't have a Zimun, you only say Noda and, uh, and, and Rachim. Right? Great. And if you do have a zimun, you add on one more. So now it's three brachos. And so on and so forth. And in other words, 
the, 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 the count that the Brisas uh, bring, according to Rashi, um, basically boil down to a machlokas between the Amorayim as to how long your benching is, which is the same machlokas in the Gemara. Okay? Again, the, the read of Rashi in the Gemara is that we, ha- we have Brisas, two, three, four brachos in benching, and it all depends on what you hold is the length of benching when you're on your own or, with your, or if you're with uh, a Zeman. I hope that makes sense. Just trying to uh, jog everyone's memory from last week. Okay? Tulsas can't learn that because Tulsa says you can never, ever have a benching that skips the first paragraph. Okay? So Tulsa is left trying to figure out when will you ever have a, a, a bracha, uh, I'm sorry, a benching of two brachos. Okay? When will you ever have a benching of two brachos? So let's start from Tosas Ulamanda Amr Shnayim Ushlosha. Steve, I'll, I'll read a little more slowly this time, okay? Pirish Rashi. Stop me at any time if it's not clear. Pirish Rashi, Shnayim Liachid Ushlosha Lazimun. Rashi says, Rav Sheshis, great. You make two brachos in your benching if you're by yourself, three brachos in your benching if you add on the Zimun. Ulafishita so Pirish King. Rashi is explaining the Gemara according to his own opinion. And it's a docha gadol. It's a very strained pshat, as I already explained. Can a, an individual ever be exempt from the bracha of Hazan HaSakol? Which the Torah requires. Now Tosas comes at it with a little diktuk. Since Rashi says the Brises are talking about the number of brachos that you make, two, three, or four. Amai nakat lashon zacher. It should not have used a lashon zacher. It should not have said um, shnei brachos. Right? What does the Brises say? Our it says shnei moshlosha. So shnei moshlosha is male zacher. It should have said havle elminkat lashon nekeva shtayim v'shalosh. Okay, shtayim v'shalosh is female. Shtayim v'shalosh brachos are female. So it should have been shtayim v'shalosh. So if it's talking about Shnayim, Vushlosha, sounds like we're talking about people, okay? Men in the Zimun, okay? Now, uh, just to be fair, there is another Girsa in this Gemara, and it may in fact be that Rashi had that Girsa. You can actually see it. It's very important to note, uh, if you look to Rashi on the, uh, on the other column, uh, a little more than halfway down the, the column in Rashi, Vahadisanya, Shnayim, Vishalosh, Brachos, right? The, the, whenever you see Rashi, his text usually follows the gears that he had, even if it wasn't the same gears that we had in our Gemara. Okay, so that's just a little bit uh, for the scholars. You know, if someone wants to uh, uh, evaluate the uh, the manuscripts, we're, we're just going to learn Tosus. Okay, all right. So back uh, back to Tosus. Lachain near of Alphas. Okay, um, if you don't know where we are, we're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines into the Tosus of Ulaman. I can't go with Rashi. I must learn the pshat of Rav Alfas. Who is Rav Alfas? Riff. Okay. That we're going on, like we just said, people, two, three, four people. This is what the Gemara means. It's not talking about how many brachos are in your benching. When you have a chabura, it can be led by two or three people. No, we're used to having only one leader. What if you're in a place, there's no benchers, and by the way, you know, in time of Chazal, there were no benchers, because it was Torah Shabbat there was no Sidurim. You have to know it by heart. That's it. So this is not so crazy. 
So everyone knows one bracha by heart, okay? You know, in, in, in the concentration camps. The, and it was amazing. You know, they, they, they used to get together a chabura of people. Each one knew a different masechta by heart. So they all sat together and they, you know, they chazered shots like that. Because each one knew. And, but that's really what it was like in the time of Tanayim and Amorim, right? The Hassanya, someone on the other side of the base manager said, oh, I know this b'risa. Let's, let's bring it into the conversation. Okay, Tosh about that. So he says, let's say you have, let's say you have um, no one person knows all benching my heart. Kim bracha achas. Everyone knows one bracha. Lamanda mushlosha kasover ad hazan. The the bracelet says it two or three two or three people holds like ad hazan klomar meaning to say birchas hazimun ad hazan shemavarech ad sof hazan dekula kibracha achas shel zimune. The first person to go and lead the group will begin at the zimun and carry all the way through hazanas hakol. Okay? Because that is one unit, that's one single bracha. What does that leave you with? Leaves you with nodeh, okay, and, and, uh, and rachim, okay? But, but here's the key. You can have up to three people leading the benching. You'll have one person doing hazan, uh, uh, zimun and hazan, another person doing nodeh, and another person doing rachim. But you'll never have more than that. You'll see, that's what it tells us. You'll never have more than this number. That's why, please listen, why we say, why the Bryce says two or three people, Klomar, Lif Amim Nishlam Abishnaim. Sometimes your benching will be led by two people, Buadin Be'echad. And sometimes you'll have one person leading the whole benching, yeah, but, we, but two is a Chiddush, meaning, of course I can have one person leading the entire benching. Kamash Malon, sometimes you can have two people leading the, the benching. If I know the first half of benching, you know the second half of benching. Not only that, Pamin Bishlosha B'nei Adam. Sometimes you'll split it up among three people. She'echad Yivarach Minavarach Adazon. First person will say Zimon and the first paragraph. Hasheni Nodelacha. The next person know that. Vashlishi Adron Yishlaim. Okay? Let me summarize what we said so far because he's about to give the punchline. There are a maximum of three brachos. Zimon and Hazan, which are one unit, according to Rav Sheshis. Unit number two is Nodeh, until al Arzval Amazon. Unit number three is Rachem, until Bonei Barachem Yishlaim Amen. Those three units can never be further subdivided. In other words, I can have one person leading the entire benching. Or, I can have two people uh, leading the benching by splitting the brachos between the two of them. And I can never have three people leading the benching if each one takes one bracha. But I can never have four people dividing three brachos. Here's the punchline, first wide line of Tosos. But to take a bracha and cut it in half, no way. If a person only knows the first half of the bracha and someone else knows the second half of the bracha, no dice. That doesn't work. At least as a Zimun principle, you need to have the entire unit of a given bracha. You're never going to have a fourth person because that first line, that first line of the Zimon doesn't stand alone. So we just said you can't break a bracha in half. If you look at Zimon as one with the bracha of Hazan, those can't be split in two, according to Rav Sheshas. And therefore you can't split Nevarech and Hazan into two. Oh, Ulamanda Amar Bidalid, but we also have an opinion that says benching is four brachos. Oh, great. Kasavar ad nevarich. 
If you're going to tell me there's four, a four-way split in your benching, the only way to explain a four-way split in your benching is if you hold that Zimon stands alone. Okay, so you have one guy doing the Zimon. Okay, and then the first paragraph of benching is its own unit. And then you have Noda and, and Rachem. A grand total of four leaders for each of the four components of benching. One guy says Nevarech, Hasheni Hazan, next guy does Hazan, Hashlishi Nodulcha, third person says Nodet, Varvi Advarnishlaim, and the fourth person uh, goes all the way till the end. Okay, summary in Tosos. What does the Gemara mean when, when it refers to a two bracha benching, a three bracha benching, a four bracha benching? Benching is always the same length, it's always the same brachos plus a zimun at the beginning. The Shail is only if I want to be motzi other people with the part of benching that I know, and you want to be mostly people with the part of benching you know, that's fine, but every person has to do an entire unit of a bracha and never cut it in half. So as a result, you can have a maximum of four people benching or, according to the other people, a maximum of three people benching. Yeah? What do you mean? Meaning... Nowadays? No. Oh, yeah, so that... So that I got to keep mentioning that. That has been an assumption from the beginning. The corre- most correct way to bench is to have one person who's doing the Zimun say the entire benching out loud and everyone says it in, in an undertone. At the very least, more common practice is that the, the first paragraph should be said out loud and everyone else says it quietly. So really, it should be, that's the way to do it. You have one leader. That's, uh, it, it's, like, it's like a chazan doing chazar sashat. That's how we compared it, uh, if you remember, Salvechik's principle. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's one. Uh, it, there's a new paragraph in your venture for whatever reason. Yalviavo is integrated. Remember, we spoke about Berchas Orech. Berchas Orech becomes part of the text of uh, of, of the fourth bracha. It, not exactly the same, but Yalviavo because Chazal say you insert it in the middle of the bracha, so it's part of that unit. If you, I mean, what would what would happen if you uh, if you stuck. Yalviavo uh, into the, a different bracha of benching. I, I don't know that you have to bench again, but uh, you know. So the standard practice seems to be to say the bracha out loud in your benching. I've done this, I thought about the domain and keep going. And then you say. More correct would be if they said the whole paragraph out loud. More correct would be if the leader of the Zeman said the entire paragraph out loud. In yeshivas, they do. In yeshiva, Rosh at his table. He he always says to the person, "So you'll you'll bench for us out loud the whole time." You know, again, I, I, that's is that a chumrah? That's probably a chumrah. It's probably a chumrah because maker didn't you say with the first paragraph alone? But that's that's the right way to do it. But uh, you're right; it's not commonly done. Yeah, not on Shabbos. Not on Shabbos. Yeah, he uh, he 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 would on occasion when he was asked to bench, he would beg off because his his throat, his voice is often bothering him. And he said, if you can't have someone who's loud enough that they want you to hear the benching, so then uh, find someone else. That's his opinion. That's his opinion. Okay, I want to share with you, uh, we still have some time over here, um, something which plays a little bit off of this uh, particular sugya um, that the disciple discusses. Okay, if you don't mind turning for a second to Daf Chaf. The Gemara over here on Daf Chaf gives us a, a um, I, have this, I think it's Amr Beis actually. Yeah. 
right in the middle of Chafam Beis. Okay, this is a sneak preview to a topic we're going to talk about later. Right in the middle, Noshim Beberchas Hamazon. It's uh, near where the Tosas Balkari is, but uh, near the middle of the page. Noshim, well, this will only take us a second, so don't, uh, don't, don't get too lost here. But Noshim Beberchas Hamazon, the Raisa Odrabana. Gemara throws out a question. Seems to be obvious that uh, if a person, uh, a man eats a sandwich, he makes Beberchas uh, Hamazon, and that's a Chiv Doraisa. Question is, when a woman has a sandwich, is her obligation to bench Doraisa Odrabana? So what difference does it make? What difference does she has to bench? Okay? So the Gemara says, Let's say there's a man, and the man doesn't know how to bench, and she wants to be Motsi the man. So he can o- uh, she can only be Motsi him if they have an equivalent Chiyav. So if they both have Doraisa, great. But if he's Doraisa and she's Doravonon, no. Now why would she not be Chayav Doraisa? She ate. She doesn't own the so the Gemara, so Chazal say, because in Noda, we mention bris and Torah and also the, the Chalukah of Eretz Yisrael. So because those, those pertain specifically to men, so the Gemara entertains the possibility that maybe she's not Chayev Mido Raisa. Okay? We're not going to get into that right now, but what we can take out of the Gemara, interestingly enough, not for now, not for now, not for now. Not for now, not for now. Okay. So uh, the stifler quotes a statement of the Agos Hashri, one of the Rishonim one of in Megillah. Seems to Paskin that women are chayev to bench me Raisa, but um, they still can't be multi-men. Which is a very strange conclusion, because the impression you get from this Gemara is that's what it all revolves around, right? So Rebekah Eger gives the following explanation. Again, the Agol Sashri says, a woman is chayv and the bench, but she still can't be motzi a man. So, Rabbi Kiva Eger explains, what the Agol Sashri means is, he, uh, she can be, uh, she's chayv and the but because, um, but because there's an aspect that she's putter from, the bris and Torah, etc. Okay? So, she can be motzi him for 98% of benching, but the man will have to, on his own, recite the words, and so forth, and so on so forth. In other words, it's, you know, what the, what the Gemara meant when it said, is it was talking about 98% of the benching, but for sure, the part that doesn't pertain to her, right, that remains, she's not obligated, but Kamash Malan, he could still be Yotzi with her for 98% of it, but what the Hagosah is saying is that he can't be mostly 100%. He needs to insert and say on his own the words that are unique to his chiv. Okay? Oh! Okay. That's the question the Chazanish asks on, on the Rebekah Eger. How can Rebekah Eger suggest that a person will inject part of their bracha with Shomei Ka'ona if our Tosa says, no way, it's impossible? Okay? That is the question the Chazanish asks on uh, on the stifler. Just just for fun, just for fun, uh, we're gonna run out of time. That's the question of the Chazanish. So the stifler says that clearly there's a distinction between that case and our case. In our case, what is supposed to say doesn't work when you know half of the bracha and I know the other half of the bracha. When each of us are only fifty percent and fifty percent to add that up doesn't work. Two halves don't make a whole. But when a person is 
reciting the entirety of the paragraph, the bracha, the unit, whatever it happens to be, if I don't hear some of the words, let's say, right? And I want to inject a few words, that doesn't take away from Shomekon. And he brings a raya, a raya that everybody knows. Megillah, exactly. When you listen to Megillah, and you don't hear every word. Okay, there's actually two parts. But let's say, I'm holding, let's say I'm holding my own Megillah in front of me. I have a kosher Megillah. If I don't hear him, I can read a few words that I missed, read a passage that I missed, and pick up and listen to the rest of it. Ah, you'll tell me, Tulsa says it's all or nothing. No, it's all or nothing in the sense that you can't have half this guy, half that guy. But if the Bakori is Be'etzim, giving us 100%, and I just you know, add in a little bit that I missed, that's okay. Okay. Now the reason why that uh, the reason why when I listen to Megillah I can even uh, read with a chumash part of the the psukim, right? That's we, we uh, if, if you miss a uh, you miss a word you miss a, a pasuk read the pasuk inside your chumash. Why that works is for an entirely different reason. The Gemara says in Megillah that that unlike the rest of Tanakh, Megillah is also referred to in the pasuk as an igaris. So the Rishonim say because it has that uh, an igaris is a letter, right? Because it was originally originally written. As this communication out to, you know, from Esther Mordechai to the Jewish world to the Sanhedrin, whatever it was. So, so uh, because the Megillah is also known as an Igeres, it has qualities that resemble Sefer Torah, but also are, you know, can get away with a little bit less than a Sefer Torah. So you can never read along with a Chumash and, and miss the laning. That doesn't work. But, but because it's an Igeres, we don't have this, as long as 51% of the Megillah you hear from the cloth, in theory, the other 49%, if you read it from a Chumash, would still be acceptable. So if you don't hear everything, you can make up for like that. But we're ignoring that din. That's a special din by Megillah. But we're saying, let's add a kosher Megillah in front of me, where it's not a question of if I'm reading from a kosher Megillah, so then we would employ this principle that, that it would explain how I could be yotze, my components that are doraisa, even though the woman is, is being mowed to me and she doesn't have that obligation to be doraisa. Okay? Good. All right. Let's read a, a few more minutes in the, uh, in the Gemara. Okay, so, so, so that could be different because, as the Rav said, uh, this is really a, a, I'll, I'll t- I'm going to give away one of my favorite shirim, okay? But, uh, so, so if I ever give this as a full-length shir, please come anyway, okay? About 100 years ago, in the town where Moshe Salvechik was the, uh, was the Rav, Chaslavish, I think it was in Chaslavish, there was a few, few, uh, couple towns that he was, uh, he was Rav before he came to America, so um, apparently the Balkori was upset that he hadn't gotten a raise in a long time. And he went to the board. You know, po- show politics, nothing's changed, okay? Went to the board. He asked for a raise. The, the officers voted no raise. So he comes into Shul the next Shabbos and gives a clap. He says, I want you to know, I'm mozi everyone in the Shul except the people who, uh, who voted against my raise. <laughs> so so uh, Sir Moshe Salavechik said, it doesn't matter. Yossi, no matter what. As the Rav illustrated, he said, let's say I would sit here and give the share. And I say, Ben, I have in mind not to be multi you. Only everybody else, right? Who cares? We're learning Torah. You can't not be Yossi. Everyone's, everyone's Yossi of the Torah. The, the, uh, the Kriyasa Torah is not being multi Shomei Ka'one. It's a public, you know, a public uh, gathering of Torah. So it's not Shomei Ka'one. You, you need to hear it, otherwise it doesn't count. But just because you need to hear it to, be, to, to perform the mitzvah doesn't mean it's working with the same, you know, uh, uh, mechanics, let's say, so to speak. So uh, even if I didn't have that in mind, I think it would still be... Uh, still be. Know. He couldn't know this person voted this way. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe he probably did, but okay, it doesn't matter. I, I don't think you need to know, as long as you have that, you know, that das, as 
you know, annoying as that is, you know, but, uh, yeah. Should he be laning? Yeah. Uh, so, so you, to, actually, actually, it says in the poskim that the person who lanes the tochacha should be someone who's friends with everybody. So they shouldn't have in mind, you know, that the, these curses should go on that guy. Okay? That's a serious thing, okay? So I don't know. Uh, Got to talk to Kinchas, find out who signed up for Pukosai. Uh, uh, yeah, right, so, yeah. yeah. That's my first in Shulchan Aruch. We'll close with this. Open up, open up Mishvura uh, Chayel Beis, just so we can be guilty using our Chayel uh, Beis tonight. Mishvura said, <laughs> thank you. Look at Simon Kupchav Ches, which is the, the Simon on Duchening. And I hope, Hashem, please help me find this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ches. Towards the end, I think. It's worth it. Just give me an extra minute. It's worth it to see this inside. Okay, I can't find it right now. I, I'm, uh, I feel very bad. But the halacha is, Cohen should not duchen if he's in a fight with the people in the, in the, in the tzibor. And the bracha that the Kohen makes is, Sheikh Shem Sabzivanu, Vikdushasu Shal Aaron, the Oiv Shalom Rodi Shalom, Levarachas Amoy Shal Biava. So you, if you're in a fight with someone, you can't, you can't do that. That shares the bracha. Sorry, I can't find it on the fly, but uh, it is here. Give me one more second, then we got to dive in Okay, we'll try to find it. Try to find it for next week. I think so, yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's a mitzvah on the person receiving the bracha to, to be a part of it as well. 100%. Okay, to be continued, we'll have to try to find it uh, next time. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No.
Yeah.